Uh, Don Yee is with us. Mr. Yee, my name is Matt. Nice of you to join me here today in Absolutely, Houston. Absolutely, Matt. Thank you for having me. Um, I, I did a little bit of research sure. about you guys. So you and Tom went to school together, correct? <laughs> oh, no, no. I couldn't get into that school, actually. You're a, you're a West Coast guy, right? <laughs> yes, yes. And you used to work in sports and news and radio at a radio station, Sacramento. That's right. That's right. So you know our business I know a little your bit. business, and uh, I've been here pulling wire. I've been a producer, booked guests. Uh, I ran the board. I had a FCC first-class radio telephone license. Nobody actually. has had that anymore. I know. I know. They made <laughs> but, yes, I know your business, and you guys work very hard. Oh, let's, let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> so, Mr. Yee. You are uh, you have agent you are the agent of Tom. You've got a lot of other successful clients, a great agency. You do broadcasters, which, by the way, if I'm looking for agency, maybe I should send some work to you. Maybe <laughs> I, you never know. Why why are you coming over here? This is nice of you to do this, but what what's the end game? Because you are very successful, and you don't need us to talk about how great you are. Because you guys have got no, a great no. agency. I'm I am here, you know, to talk about a new professional football league I'm founding called Pacific Pro Football. It'll okay. be the first professional football league that will employ players who are not yet eligible for the NFL. Are we talking about 19-year-olds, basically? Or Or 20 or 21. Anybody who's not yet eligible for the NFL can play in our league as long as we feel they are an NFL prospect. So we would make them an employment offer, and these would be players that are zero to three years removed from high school. Okay. And so you're doing this at the same time the XFL is growing, or at least mm-hmm. starting up. Sure. The league that CBS is putting out there. Sure. What's going to separate your league from the other two? Well, we'll be the only league to employ players who are not yet eligible for the NFL. Mm-hmm. The other leagues will be using players predominantly who already have finished with their NCAA eligibility and maybe have already cycled through an NFL training camp. Okay. So our potential players will be players such as Trevor Lawrence, those types of players oh, that we would make employment offers to to give them a choice for the first time to have an early professional path to play wow. the NFL game. So our league will be curated specifically for the NFL game so that when they enter the NFL, the learning curve is, is shortened. So uh, with your some of your clients being Jimmy Grapple and obviously Tom, how does the NFL feel about you? Actually, uh, you know, they've uh, been very supportive, actually. I think they'd like to see football continue to grow and the interest in the game overall to grow. And so they're going to be agnostic with all of the different leagues. But I think people within the NFL industry, whether it be coaches, general managers, scouts, it's been very warmly received because people do understand that the college game and the NFL game, there's a big divergence there in how it's played. So our league, for example, will use an NFL ball, NFL hash marks, NFL rules, NFL practice protocols, etc., so that when the teams are drafting uh, players and spending a lot of money on these players, they actually shorten their risk. So they're mentally and physically probably prepared a little bit better for the NFL than maybe other leagues could particularly do. Mentally, particularly mentally. So we'll play an NFL-style game. Okay. Okay. Similar rules and all that kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. as well as playbooks. Real. And how many yes. teams are you looking to have? We're going to start with four teams, uh, four-team pod located initially in Southern California. We'll expand by another four-team pod probably by year three to another part of the country, and by year five, another four-team pod. So at maturity, 12 total teams made up of the best ascending talent. Okay, very good. And, we'll, and there's a website I'm assuming that's yes, already out there? PacificProFootball.com. Terrific, terrific. Um, 
you've had an interesting time. Not only your client's about to hopefully play win another Super Bowl. Sure. But you have a coach that's a client as well. Yes. Uh, Mr. Payton. Yes. Um, how often do you check in on him in the last handful of days? Is, <laughs> can you? Well, how long did it take before you lobbed the first text? I'm sorry you got screwed. Oh, you know, we communicate frequently, you know, and, and uh, it was an unfortunate ending to the game. And I think, you know, obviously there's been a lot of airtime spent right. discussing uh, that result. But uh, he's on the competition committee, and, and I'm sure he'll have, you know, whatever conversations he needs to have to continue to try to help improve the game. Uh is it when you negotiate contracts with teams in a player because there's story caps and there's long term, mm-hmm. but is it any more of a challenge with one over the other? Uh, they're all equally challenging because, you know, you're dealing with human beings who obviously have a very vested interest in their personal career arc. Yeah. And each one's different. And uh, as I tell people all the time, you know, in my job, uh, you know, I, I really am very privileged to get to work with some very talented people, but it's also challenging in that you have to respect each person's particular station in their career and their life. And so I have to be a very good listener. I have to be very adaptive. I will say this, and I don't know in all the particulars, but the feeling is that Tom has renegotiated his contract multiple times over his career. Would that be fair to say? Um, yeah, I mean, most players do, actually, particularly if you have players – that are staying in one place yeah. for a long time, you know, that that kind of thing is fairly common. But, I mean, it's one of those situations where I've never felt like I've ever heard to hear Tom Brady adversarial relationship with the Kraft family. I mean, there's always been ways he's looking for a little bit more, they need some salary cap help. It's kind of a foreign territory that one player has been with the team that long, and to my, the best of my memory, there could be one or two times that things gotten tricky, there has been very little adversarial conversation about his contract. Yeah, and a lot of that's just also a reflection on how a particular team likes to do business and how a particular agent likes to do business. And so they're all very unique uh, to that situation. You know, in fact, you know, for myself, I've been involved with the NFL since 1988. Mm -hmm. And obviously a lot of things have changed since that time. And you have executives come and go, and each one has their own personal protocols in how they like to do business. And so sometimes people will come at you adversarially. And then sometimes other people will come at you with a much more cooperative tone. Uh, Pacific Pro Football founder Don Yee with us here. A couple more minutes here on the show. Sure. Uh, Number of clients altogether you have at this point? Oh, that number on the player side, we generally... Stick around 30 player And they're primarily football, I'm assuming? All football. All football. And then uh, on the coaching side, I think we're probably about two to three dozen. Really? On the coaching side. Okay. Yes. Why did you use football? It's a great question. My background is actually in baseball. Uh, but uh, football, to me, you know, it's, it's the ultimate team sport. And so the psychology of the players is different than other sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really do think in a much more team-oriented way. And in the working relationship with me, it's actually very rewarding to work together as a team uh, with a client. Do you? Is there an active recruiting season once you find out a young man is declaring for the NFL draft? Is, it, is there an appropriate time? How do you sure. get in and visit with a young man that you want to represent while at the same time you don't – he's getting it from – 10 or 15 other guys sure, like yourself. Yeah, so yeah, what's, absolutely. The, what's the good range of how do you get in, how do you appropriately do it without it? Yeah, question because things have evolved over time. When I first started, you really didn't 
to any players until after their eligibility completely mm -hmm. expired. Yeah. Uh, after bowl games, even now nowadays, it's essentially the entire year, and it can pop up in any which way. You might have a coach refer someone to you, or you might even have a, a university or right. hold what they call an agent interview day. Mm -hmm. They'll be proactive in inviting agents to come come to their campus and interview with their. So it happens in a lot of different ways now and all year round. Uh, your general thoughts on players skipping college bowl games. Uh, sure. It's happening a yes. lot more today than it was, say, Don, 15 or 20 years ago. Yes. You know, they're much more business-oriented now. And, uh, you know, interestingly enough, before they enter into the NCAA system, they're generally identified as a pretty talented player from the time they're in middle school. And from the time they're in middle school, whether it's their parents or coaches around them, they're always strategizing about how to get better yeah. and, and, and making choices about this high school versus that high school or maybe not even a high school, maybe an academy, right? But then when they hit the NCAA system, they actually don't have much choice at all. Mm. And so I think this is a reflection of at the end of, you know, when it comes to bowl season, they're now trying to exercise choice. And hopefully they're choosing you, right? You know what? Hopefully, sometimes, but there are a lot of other good agents out there as well. <laughs> uh, Don, before I let you run, uh, you've been to a Patriots Super Bowl party, I'm assuming, over the years? Yeah, I've been very, very fortunate. Uh, Those are real. <laughs> tell me, yeah. on the 1 to 10 crazy scale, if they win this one on Sunday, how crazy can it get? It can get, yeah, I mean, it, it exceeds my imagination most of the time. I was lucky <laughs> in the 90s to go to a Rockets party, and mm -hmm. when you're given an entire bottle of champagne just to enjoy for yourself. Sure. It's not terrible. No, not terrible. Not terrible at all. Yeah, it's uh, it is uh, been pretty priceless experience for myself and my staff, and we've just been very lucky. Do you lastly? Do you work with Tom just on the football side, or do you involve with the the, the filmings, the books, the other things that are? Because he's always, yeah. you know, the TB12 is always out there on that hat. He's yeah, like, no, we we've got a great team, and you know, I am in, uh, very involved, and my partner Steve Dubin, but he also has a very excellent team over at TB12 yeah. and CEO John Burns and and uh, there's a lot of good people. All right, remind the folks again about the Pacific Pro League and where they can find the information. PacificProFootball.com and Ed McCaffrey is our commissioner. Jamie Heeman, formerly of the NFL Network, is our CEO and we hope to launch in July 2020. July 2020. It's really a pleasure to visit with you. Oh, thank, thank you, you for, for the time on, and uh, enjoy your time here on Radio Row. Appreciate Rome. it. Don thank E. You. with us, uh, the agent for Tom Brady, Sean Payton among others, Jimmy Garoppolo, the Niners, uh, joining us here at Pacific Pro Football. Our time is 1218. It's a Matt Thomas show here from Atlanta on Sports Talk 790.